to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Well, good to see each of you this morning. Thanks for being here. I want to say a big welcome to uh, our church online. We have a beautiful church online. Uh, so faithful. A lot of great comments and thoughts that they always shoot back at us. So we're grateful that they're here. Good to see each of you. This morning. So I'm in a series um, called In But Not Of. A little phrase you hear in church a lot of times, uh, in it, not of it. Um, but, but we looked at this phrase, and I, I started it the first part of February, and I knew it was going to run through February, but I, I kind of wanted to leave it open-ended uh, just to kind of see what God did with it. So I already had what I had pinned down uh, just in paper, what I thought was going to be the 26th. And so when I got done last week and then I went home and then Monday morning I got up early and I was in the, at the house at the study and I was studying there a little bit before I came out here. Uh, I was doing some other things because I have staff meeting on Monday as well. And so there's a lot going on, but I kind of sit and listen to the Father on the message part. And I did not, at that moment I was like, he, I don't, we're not going, we're not going with this on the 20s. I can tell. And so I didn't think much of it, just left it alone. So Tuesday morning, I came into the office, and I was in my study, and, and God said, we, we're not, we're not going to preach that on the 26th. And I'm like, well, I, I'm, I already decided, excuse me, I don't need anything from you. Uh, yes, sir. We're going to preach this, and then what you were going to preach on the 26th is going to be on March 12th. And I said, you got it, Commander-in-Chief. So what you're getting today is exactly what the Father wants today. Not that it's different every week, but I'm telling you, I've referenced a couple times in this series about two tables. And I just heard the Father say, don't move too fast from the two tables because you still got to draw a clear picture of these two tables because they're, they're, they're absolutely valuable to understand in, 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 this, in this world today. You've got to know the difference between the two tables because they're not going away. They don't go away. They're always there. So I simply titled this today, Two Tables. Two Tables. So not of it, but sent into it. That's what we looked at last week. We took the phrase and kind of coined it a little different. Not of it, because God says, I don't want you to be of this world, okay? But I'm sending you into it. Hmm. I'm sending you into it. There's a general, we talked about, there's a general um, purpose or a general reason he sends us, okay? We, we're, we're called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to go make witnesses, go make disciples, be my witnesses. Those are general, specific things. 
Okay, I mean, general things. So then there's specific things just for each one of us. You may be here today and you may be a doctor, a dentist, a, a farmer. You may be a framer. You may be electrical, plumbing, teacher, coach. I don't know what you do, but that's not the point. What you do and where you do it is all because of God, the creator. He made you, gifted you, and gave you the skill set to do it. He said in his word that he has sent you to this spot. You're right where you're supposed to be. The sovereign God placed you right there. That's your specific gift. Doesn't always mean people hear, well, God's got a specific call in your life. And they're like, I'm not going to the mission field. I heard them mosquitoes look like birds. They are very big, okay? They carry out small child. But that's maybe not your deal, right? And they say, well, pastor, I'm not gonna stand where you are. I don't wanna preach. Listen, I didn't set out to do this. I Trust me, I tried, okay? He said, no, you ain't getting off the hook, dude. And so, so listen to me. Some people freak out when I say a call in your life. There's a call in your life to be a nurse. If you had a nurse and she's walking in her calling, the greatest thing beside your bed is a nurse called by God. Woo, I'm telling you. There's doctors called by God. Dentists called by God. They don't like me, but they're, they're called by God. All right? But what I'm saying is you got a calling, a specific calling, okay? You've been sent into this world. You've been sent where you're located. God said that he, he knew ahead of time where you were gonna live. So you're, this is the world. So worldliness, what is that, Pastor? It's what any particular culture does to make sin look normal and righteousness look strange. We're living in it. Wrong looks right, right looks wrong. Lord help. They, they, they say something or that you hear something, you're like, that is so, that is a lie. That is such a lie. I don't care what you put around it, makeup, dress it up, don't matter. You put pearls on a pig, that dude's still running to the mud. He's gonna go there with his pearls and everything, all right? You're like, you gotta be able to distinguish it. So you live in this world. Let me tell you about this world. It's mean. This world's mean, isn't it? Very mean. This world's ugly. This world's dark. This world's getting eviler by the minute. Very evil. But here's the deal. God so love the world that he gave his only son, his only son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We know the world's jacked up. Guess what? It's supposed to be jacked up. But God said, but, big old but, capital B, but. He said, but I love the world. I love the world. And I sent my son to die so the world could come to me through faith in my son. The cross was made because he loved the world. John 15, 18 and 19. If the world hates you, keep in mind, Jesus said, hated me first. I don't know if that makes it feel any better, but that's what he said to us. John 16, 33. In this world, you will have trouble. Amen, preacher. All right. Some of you left church last Sunday and ain't been nothing but trouble ever since. All right. Thanks for coming again, all right? We'll try to change the narrative after this, all right? But you're gonna have trouble. I promise you. I have trouble. You have trouble. The world's set up for that. It's not supposed to be paradise. Why? It's not my home. Passing through. Wearing an earth suit on a dirt ball, not my home passing through. But I got it. I'm on an assignment while I pass through. I'm sent by God not to be of this world, but be in this world. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be of it, my friend, but I am sent into it. I'm on assignment by God 
the sovereign God Almighty who's gifted me and given me the tools I need to win and be in this world. 1 Corinthians 3, uh, 19 says this, the wisdom of the world is foolishness. Amen. The wisdom of this world is foolishness. I want you to go to 1 John. Don't go to 2 John. Go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. Now, these books are little back here, so be careful you're not in one of them. Nothing worse than being in 1 Peter when you think you're in 1 John. Won't make no sense, all right? 1 John chapter 2. Look at verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting about what he does or what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Lives forever. We're not supposed to love the world, okay? We're passing through. It's not our home, okay? He says, if the world hates you, good, hate me first. That's what he says. But you find yourself in the world. We know we're here. We know we're on point here. We're on purpose here by a purpose guide. We've been sent here, not to be of it, but to be in it, okay? Right? We're in the world, but we're not supposed to be partakers of the world. So let me, let me show you the difference. Over here is a table. Use your imagination. Some of you got really good imaginations, okay? So use your imagination. Big old table over here. We'll call this the world's table, Okay? And you got a table over here. We'll call this the king's table. These two tables are never going away. Every single day, they're there. Every single day. But here's the deal. They got drastically different menus on these tables. Drastically different menus. Let's look at the menus on the table. Because why? You got to eat, amen? But where you eat's a big deal. World table. Menu, mm, gossip, woo, mm, can't wait to get some of that. Lying, oh, that's great, okay, lying. Rudeness, can I have some Taco Tuesday rudeness? Oh, let's just do it again on Taco Thursday. Some of y'all like, oh, they serve that all the time where I work. That rudeness is like running rampant in my, oh my God, it comes walking into my like, rude. I can tell when you get out of your car, rude. Some of y'all are like, yep, I, I do that. I'll do it in the morning, all right? Don't do that out loud, okay? So, so rudeness is served. Boy, great, isn't it, all right? Critical spirit, mm, can't wait to get some of that, all right? Cynical, negative, pessimistic, complaining, griping, hatefulness, meanness. Oh, Lord help, a lot of meanness, isn't it? A lot of meanness. I mean, like, I thought I went to junior high once. Why are we doing it again as adults? Amen. I mean, I didn't have a good time the first time. And Lord help, girls in junior high, oh, Lord help. Oh. And when they grow up to be adults that act like they're in junior high, that's, man, that'd mess you up. I'm like, girlfriend, you should have given your life to Jesus in the eighth grade. You wouldn't be like this today. All right? Meanness everywhere. All right? Anger, oh, it's served here 24-7. You can get all day long. Temper, mm-hmm. Unforgiveness, oh, yeah, it's served. 
Unforgiveness is served at this table all day long. Bitterness, mm-hmm, got some of that. Hardness, selfishness. Oh, you know there's an all-you-can-eat buffet of selfishness all the time. Can I have a second help in the selfishness, please? Yeah, they'll serve you all day long. That's what the world does. Cold, confusion, no hope, alone, darkness, heavy, pain. You get my drift? This table right here is big. It's got some stuff on it, all right? They'll serve it to you. It's the world's table. They eat at it all the time. They want you to eat here. Do you want to eat here? I don't want to eat here. I don't, I don't want to eat here, okay? I don't. This is the world's table. Ain't going away. Not going away. You say, oh, Lord, help. I can tell you it's not going away. I see it all the time. I, I drive with it. I go to the grocery store with it. I shop with it. I go on vacation with it. Lord, help. Mm. All right, listen, there's, it's everywhere, all right? They never, I'm gonna tell you, it's a blinking sign for truckers. All you can eat 24 hours a day, just come. I'm serving meanness and hatefulness and bitterness and rudeness. Are oh, you want some more rudeness? Well, it's not Taco Tuesday. It's Taco Thursday. I'll take it. Give me some more. They just dump it on you, and you just eat it all up. The world eats it up, man. And you know what the world does? Since everybody they hang with eats at the table, they don't know they're rude. <laughs> rude people don't know they're rude. Rude be rude to rude. Rude don't know nothing. Hate be hate to hate. Hate like hate. hate. That's not hate. They, they love me. They don't love you. They hate you. You just hate them, and you can't tell the difference. Mean, they just mean to each other. But, but listen to me. You're like, Pastor, you got to help me here. Please tell me, for the love of Jesus, please tell me there's another table. There is another table. Let me show you this table, all right? Let me show you the table. It's called the king's table. Here you got the world's table. You, you knew the menu. Here's the king's table. It's got a menu also, okay? I want you to look in the scripture, though. I, wonder what, I want you to see who gets to be at this table over here. Go to 1 Peter. Watch out, there's small books, remember. 1 Peter chapter 2, who sits at this table. We know the world sits here. You're born into this table. You're born, you got a seat here. Don't do nothing else. 1 Peter 2, 9 says this, but you are a chosen people. After salvation, God gave your life to Christ, born again, saved, baptized, okay? You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to whom? God. Do, do you belong at this table? No. You belong where? God's table. Father's table. You don't belong at that table. Watch in Scripture. Belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. You eat here, you ain't going to bring no praise to nobody but yourself. This is selfish, rude, mean, hateful, cold, bitter, revenge. You hurt me, I hurt you. I ain't forgiving you. No way I'm forgiving you. If you haven't been forgiven over here, you can't forgive. Let's look at what's over here on the king's table. Love. Mm, I'll take some of that. 
Joy. That's a good Taco Tuesday right there. Joy. We need to do that again on Thursday. Amen. Joy. Peace. I'll take some prime rib of peace all day long at the Father's table. Patience. I need it. I'm just scared to ask for it. All right? Don't, don't be scared. Ask for it from the Father's table. His name is peace. He'll give you peace. Kindness, goodness, mm, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh, this table got no self-control. They think it, they say it. They want to do it, they do it. Because the world only answers to the world, to the flesh, to themselves. Over here, self-control. I need self-control because I live with them. I'm like, choke them out. Don't choke them. Witness first, then choke. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but don't choke them out, amen? Don't choke them out. You're going to have to have self. You cannot live today without self-control. Just telling you. Grace. Oh, Lord, help. Yes, I need a lot of grace. Can I get a big old bowl of greens, grace? Okay, I need them bad, all right? Mercy, Lord, help. Unconditional love, yes. What he gave me, I need to love them. I got you covered, but you got to sit at my table. You can't love them if you don't sit with love. If you don't say, God, I, but what you loved in me before I met you and what you loved today about me, I need, I need some love because I, I can't, man. I can't love them. I don't, that's not what comes up in me. I'm a fighter. What, what I, mm, love. That's, I need that. In, I need it. I have it in me because I'm born again. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. That means the spirit of love is in me. But oh, it's down in my toe. I need it to come up at least head. I need, can, can, can my shoulders, please? Just get it to come up a little bit because it's not what I'm feeling right now. If you try to fight here without sitting there, you're going to lose. You're going to lose, man. Listen, <laughs> they fight different than we fight. And I'm not talking about fight, okay? You're not going to change rude by being rude. You ain't going to fix hate by being hateful. Does that make sense? Some of y'all are like, well, it, it's fun. I know it's fun, but it ain't going to change anything. All right, you don't forgive, I ain't forgiving you either. Good, I ain't forgiving you. I'm like, that's great. West Texas standoff of unforgiveness, all right? I mean, you see what I mean? We don't fight like that. The weapons that we fight with are not of the world, amen? We fight with Jesus. We fight with his weapons. There ain't a better name you speak over anybody than the name of Jesus. That's the fight, that's how we fight. Look what else is on the table. We talked about forgiveness, new life, relationship. They're, they don't have a relationship with nothing. Hug the world. Hug, the world don't hug back. Jesus, in relationship with Jesus, nobody hugs like Jesus. Man hugs from the outside, mm, Jesus hugs from the inside. Nobody else can do that. Purpose, no purpose over here, got purpose over here. Hope, got hope here, got meaning, got clarity, because confusion lives here. Light. Freedom, amen, excitement, future, eternity. You're not gonna find eternity over here. I would like, I would like a plate of eternity, please. I'm sorry, that's not on the menu. We don't offer that here. We, we don't. We offer death and hell. 
Ugh. I would like some eternity. Oh, we, we got that. We got that. We got that because Jesus went to Calvary. And you sit here by grace because of what he did for us, not by works. Yeah, we got eternity. We got eternity for you. Let me say something to you, church. After you get born again and saved, you go by the same name. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. I meet so many people that say, Pastor, I'm just telling you right now, when I gave my life to Christ and got born again, if God would have just taken that table away, I'd be great. Can that table please go away? No. Well, what happened to the past is gone and the new has come? I like the new table. I don't like the past table. He's not taking this table away. The world eats at this table, okay? But his kids must eat at this table. You're not even welcomed over there anymore. That, that doesn't do anything. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit changes your palate, and you don't like that anymore. Oh, before I was born again, oh, I could be, oh, I could be rude. Mm, I could be rude, boy. I, I, boy, I could be seriously rude. I could, boy, I cut you up with my words. Now you can't do it. Now you can't do it. Why? You put it on that, mm, spit it out, because don't taste good on your tongue. Because God, God's the maker of your tongue and he changed the palate taste because Jesus lives inside of you. And now you don't like the junk of the world. Now you gotta come over here with the prime ribs and the greens and the good stuff, all right? Ribeye of peace. I love ribeye of peace, amen. That's better than the world offers, all right? Bunch of nachos of bitterness. They ain't no good over here, amen. Some of y'all are like, he kills us before lunch. Does that guy talk about anything besides sports and food? Not really, all right? But, but what I'm saying is, you, you don't, do you understand? You got a new address. You're a new person. My nameplate says Jeff. I got a new taste in my taste, but my palate tastes different. I gotta have what God wants because what Jesus even said, the food I got, you know nothing about. Amen, because the food he's got. Mm, heaven, man, heaven. Heaven is what the food he's got. And listen to me. We are in a absolute battle. There's a war raging, and you're a soldier on the king's team, baby. And before you go to fight, you better eat because cold, starving, hungry soldiers don't get out of foxholes. You got to get buff and you got to get strong. And listen to me you can't bench press a Buick snacking over here, but you can bench press a Buick if you eat good over here. You, you try to eat Cheetos and Dr. Pepper and go bench press a Buick, he'll choke you out. Get it up, get it up, <laughs> get it up. You can't do it. You can't eat junk and win a war that he put you in. Plus, you don't got no business being over there. You're a king's kid. Go eat some ribeyes and prime ribs and some greens. Oh yeah, then you can go work out and you might bench press a Buick. I don't know, some of y'all may not. But what I'm saying is you got a better shot you're not going to do it laying on the couch drinking Dr. Pepper and Cheetos. You're just going to have orange fingers and your remote control is going to be all nasty. I mean, it ain't no fun, okay? Nothing worse than a nacho hand on my remote. What is that? Get that off. All right, so what I'm saying is don't, don't do that. 
Talk about the table. Who's host at the table? Here's a host at the table over here. You know what his name is? Devil, Satan, punk. He's inviting in it. The host over here, the creator, God the Father, Prince of Peace, wonderful counselor. He's my God, the great I am. That's the host at that table. And the service, oh, the service stinks over here. Okay, you ever ask the rude waitress, waitress or waiter for more tea? Oh, you think I'm rude? I'm about to get rude. See, rude just does rude. The service over here, mmm, gorgeous. And here's the best news. Don't even have to tip. Don't even have to tip. Giving us all good, perfect gift come down from heaven above, amen? Man, all day long. Over here, service stinks. They're rude, and you still got a tip. Or they follow you out to your car, all right? What I'm saying is it's different. Good hostess, good service, jerk host, and bad service. And company, company over here is pretty stinking good, all right? Company over here, mm-mm. They just don't know it. Rude don't know it's rude when it's with a bunch of rude. Jerk don't know jerks because they're all jerks. You ever ask a bunch of jerks that they're jerks? They all say, no, I'm a great guy, nice guy. He says I am. <laughs> How do you know any different? Listen to me. You're the salt of the earth, amen? You say, well, pastor, if we're supposed to be in the world but not of it, are we really supposed to ignore these people and ignore that table and just only go over here? I thought you said don't hide behind the stained glass windows and the fancy doors at church. You're picking up on it. So if God's called us to be in it, he said be in it, but don't be of it. So Jesus said, you see this tax collector, this sinner? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to his house. Hey, Zacchaeus, hey, little dude, come down off that tree. We're about to go to your house. Jesus spent time in the world and with sinners. Listen to me. You can spend time with them. You can even sit at the table with them, but you will never, ever, ever, ever supposed to eat. Don't eat the junk. If you eat the junk, you're in trouble. Number one, you shouldn't be able to eat the junk because your palate got changed by Jesus. Your job at the table is to say, hey, dude, Hey, what are you eating? Uh, bitterness, rudeness, uh, selfishness, confusion. Wow, great. Right? Why are you by him? Because you've been sent into his life. You know what you're supposed to be? Not a partaker of the food he's eating. Mm-mm, don't go with your body. You're to help him get up and go, let me show you another table. Why don't you come to the Father's table? Food's better, service better. And the father who died and sent his son because he loves you is the host. You can get a ribeye here, man. You can get a, you, you, you can get a ribeye piece. You, 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 can get, you can get a hope and a purpose. You can get meaning. You can get clarity. And you can know him, man, in relationship. Don't sit at that table. Come sit with me at this table. That's what you're supposed to do. Listen to me. Some things you may not know about your pastor. One of my spots used to be Logan Steakhouse. As manager, when, when I bring a guy in and want to have lunch with him, where can I go to talk? You got to go to the bar. Sweet, I go to the bar. So I used to do lunch at the bar. Ain't nobody at the bar at lunch. Why? Got to go back to work, right? So the bar is quiet. I led a guy to Christ at the bar 
and Logan's. He had long necks on this side. I had sweet tea with lemon on this side. That's all right. That's all right. You can clear the long necks. Somebody can meet Christ. But see, if you don't ever go over to the world, how they gonna know? They don't know any different at this table. And how in the world do you know if your salt really changes anything unless you have to come in contact with something that needs changed? You may find out that you're really this. See, you thought you were this. Pastor, this is, this is me. I'm, I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm salt. I go to church and have a Bible. But when I get around my buddies and add no flavor, I act like them. I think I'm more like this. Yep. You see, you won't know if you're really this if you don't come in contact with this. Does that make sense to you? But if you always hang around with this over here, you may fool yourself <laughs> into thinking because they're salty, you're salty. But really, you're not salty, okay? You gotta be around the world, my friend, all right? He sent you into the world, not to be of it, not to eat of it, but to be in it. He wants you to be of the prime rib and the ribeyes and the good stuff. Why? Because he's the father and he knows what you need. Anybody know what this is right here? It's not a purse, not a purse. I don't do purses, I don't do man bags. Just not none of this, this tackle box, tackle box. You know what's in here? Trick question. Tack, tackle, yes, better known as lures. You know what a lure does? You know what its purpose is? Come on, somebody said catch fish, amen. You know what you do to lures that don't catch fish? Yep, work on that fastball, man, all right? Hang them in the trees, throw them in the grass because they aren't doing a job. You know what happens to you after you get born again? You gotta figure out real quick after you get born again, what is my lure? What's my lure? What's my lure? Let me show you some scripture. I'll tell you how, how you know this. So, so, so go to James chapter one. Make sure you're in James. I got my eye on the clock. James chapter one. Look at James one, look at verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone, but each one, each one is tempted when he, by his own evil desires, is dragged away and enticed. Afterwards, desire conceives, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when fully grown, gives birth to death. Sin will take you further than you wanna go and keep you longer than you wanna stay, amen? So what the enemy's trying to do, according to scripture is, he's trying to get you. Let me show it to you again. So in 1 John, I mean, in John 17, 15, Jesus says this, my prayer is, okay, my prayer is that you don't take him, Father, out of the world. That's not my prayer. The Father says, I'm not trying to take him out of the world. I sent him into the world. But what I do ask is that you protect him from the evil one. What I do ask is you protect them from the evil one. Look at 1 Peter 5, 8. Be self-controlled and alert. The enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to what? Devour, not lick. Do you think 
that that fisherman puts that topwater lure, that crank on there, or that worm on there because he wants to lick a fish. Oh, no. He wants to put that sucker up in the root of your mouth. Some of the bass have like been hooked about 19 times. Their mouth's so sore, they can't hardly bite anything. But what do they do? They chase a lure again. That's crazy. But what the enemy's trying to do is he wants to catch you. And you've got to know after you get saved, what is my lure? What is the enemy going to use to try to catch me? Because listen to me, if you are born again child of the king and you hang out at this table over here and you might want to snack at this table even though you shouldn't because it shouldn't taste good to your palate, you think you can snack and survive? You can't snack and survive. You got to come over here and eat, man. You got to get fat. I mean, you got to eat fat. It's the only table you can get fat at is the father's table. Why? Because the father knows this, the enemy has got lures and he's dancing in front of you trying to catch you. And if you're hungry, like a dumb old bass, you're gonna bite a fake lure. And a fake lure always has a hook in it. He just don't know it. Right? He, he, you know, after you get caught 19 times, y'all check into that. But he, he bites it again. What I'm saying is to you, you gotta know that you lure. Some of you are like, well, pastor, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't have a lure. I don't have a lure. Well, let me share this with you, sweetheart, or man. <laughs> uh, if you think you don't have a lure, that is your lure. It's called pride. You have a lure. Some of our lures are fear. Some of our lures are pride. Some of our lures are self-control. We don't have it, and, and, he, and he knows that. What I'm saying to you is this, church. You have got to distinguish between the two tables. You have the world's table, okay? You don't have a seat here. Okay, you can come sit at the table, but you cannot eat from the table because this is junk food. It shouldn't taste good to a, to a born again child of the king. It shouldn't. The palate should be changed because of the blood of Jesus over your life. You have a seat at this table over here and you gotta sit here. Every sunrise, church, every sunrise is an invitation from the father, the host at the table. Come sit with me, child. I know what your day is and I gotta feed you. You need to eat from my table because you're gonna bump into rudeness. They're gonna pull up and you're gonna see them get out of the car. You're gonna know it. They're gonna walk into your office. They're gonna walk into your business and you're gonna want to, in the flesh, be rude. But you have self-control and the love of Jesus lives inside of you and you've been sent on assignment to them. You don't know their day. You don't know their life. You know nothing about them. And I'm gonna tell you, if they live in the, at the table of rudeness, they're gonna be rude. That's what they're supposed to be. But you sit at the table with the Father. They're gonna be met with unconditional love. They're gonna be met with gentleness and kindness and mercy and grace and love and patience and all that. You say, well, it's not in me. I, I don't feel like, but yeah, it's in him. And he lives inside of you. But you gotta eat at the right table. What I'm saying to you is this. You've got to know your lure, okay? Because he's trying to catch you every day trying to put you above the fireplace, all right? What I'm saying to you, church, is this. There's a big difference between the two tables. This table right here is the world's table. It's not going away. Okay, just because you get born again and saved doesn't make this table go away. It'd be nice if it did. That would only have you eat at that table over there. But God gave man a choice. We drive with it every day, okay? He gave man a choice. This is your table for the world. It's not the table for a king's kid. You have a table over here. The food's better, host is better, service is better, and you don't have to tip. You gotta eat every day. 
Because if you don't eat every day over there, you're gonna be hungry. When you get hungry, fake stuff looks good. Artificial stuff, world junk looks good. And you're gonna eat of it, all right? It's not gonna do it and it doesn't fit you and you gotta spit it out. If the bass spit out the worm, he would not get hooked, but he won't spit it out. And so for the 20th time, he gets caught, okay? What I'm saying to you is this, he's out to get us. He says, I've come only to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, oh, my table, I've come to give them life and give it to them more abundantly. So church, I'm asking you, you gotta distinguish between the two tables. And you gotta know where your seat is. You can still come and sit and hang out with them, but you can't eat. This is your eating table, this is your sitting table. You gotta be with the world, but don't eat from this table, okay? You take the people that eat at this table and you show them, mm, the best table. It's the king's table. And when they eat here, as Psalm 34, eight says, taste and see if the Lord is good. Mm. When they taste here, they will never go back. Never want that food, All right, never. I'm gonna ask you to stand, church. Some of us in the room came in thinking we were this. But understand something, you may be this. We all start out with the same shape, but there's a hollowness inside of us. And only Jesus can feel that. The world can. You can set this at this table and it never changes. You set this at this table, it changes. Okay. If this is you today, do not leave until you become this. And he does it just like that. You know you're lost. You can go to church and you can have a baby, a Bible, but you, that does not mean, okay, that you're born again. There's never been a time in your life that you've been saved and born again and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're not the salt of the earth, okay? And you're gonna be dragged to this table a bunch because your palate still likes it. But once you've tasted and seen the Lord is good, you don't wanna go to that table no more and eat. You can go to that table because we're called to be what? Witnesses, make disciples and be the salt of the earth. But you won't eat there, okay? You eat here. If you're here today and you are salt and you know it, you say, Pastor, I'm missing meals. I'm missing meals and I'm almost starting to act like them and speak like them. I get rude, I'm getting hard and calloused. If you'll come over here and confess and repent and start eating again, he'll take care of every bit of that. Okay, the tables are very evident in the world today. You will go to work tomorrow. You may leave here tomorrow, today and go eat somewhere or go someplace and you'll be going, ooh, I know where they eat from. All right, make sure they know where you eat from. Amen. Make sure you, they know where you eat from. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. God, there's marked difference in the world today. There's two tables. They won't change. You said it that way. There's a world's table and there's a king's table. God, the world does a great job of eating from their table. My prayer is that we as king kids will start doing a better job eating from your table. God, I pray that we would truly be the salt of the earth, that we truly would go and make disciples and we would be witnesses. 
And God, I pray for anyone in the sound of my voice that realizes today that they attend church and may own a Bible, but that doesn't supernaturally make them a Christian. And God, if they need to give their life to Christ, they'd come down the front and give their life to Christ today. God, we love you as we worship you. God, you move us by your spirit in Christ's name. Amen, amen. Let's worship. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.